0: Welcome Thanks. to the Tango Banter.
1: Ooh,
0: you've been behind the scenes for quite some time. Yeah. How does it feel to be front and center? Uh, I guess,
1: I guess, pretty regular.
0: You're just used to that kind of thing, yeah. being front and center. Uh,
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah I, Although I've got, some, <laughs> we really need to rethink uh, why I do that. Yeah, no, but it's 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 nice to be here.
0: Well, I'm excited to have you on the banter.
1: Yeah, look, I, there's some guys that got gotta get some ideas <laughs> out and opinions, <laughs> and uh, we've been relegated to the back for too long. Oh, so, so you're, yeah, I'm excited about bringing a little bit of perspective.
0: You're stepping it up for the mankind. I think so. I mean, I
1: think that's one of the ideas, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. So I thought. Uh, We would start out by telling our listeners why we even decided to do this experimental joint uh, Mm -hmm. banter. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm definitely interested in understanding that as well. So (laughs) let let me know what I'm here. (laughs) Well, I think the banter for me uh, was always coming from the experience of our debriefs after milongas. So something that uh, we regularly do when we go out to dance is afterwards we talk about our experience and what happened during the night and the conversations we had and our opinion of the music and just sort of uh, going over the, the nitty gritty of what it's like to go out and be in that space. And I noticed that there was always uh, this magical quality about that particular aspect of the night that I was always looking forward to. That no matter what kind of negative night I might have had, that I might have had really terrible tondas and everything was awful, there was, I realized I had this looking forward to feeling of joining forces with you after the malanga and just sort of hashing it out. Mm -hmm. So it seems appropriate and very natural for this to come through in the banter because Mm -hmm. this is where it was, the idea was kind of born and maybe I've been just keeping the seat warm for you getting it all like organized so that it actually can, can flow easily so that now we can continue this same thread in a different format, perhaps. Well,
1: that's very generous of you to say. Um, <laughs> let me, let me, let me see what the reality is. Oh, okay. uh, you've been doing this for over a year now. Yeah. And, uh, uh, I think the way I've seen it is, um, there's a lot of aspects to putting together a podcast that um you know just take up a, a ton of time and so I think I've just seen myself as being a supporting player in that endeavor. Um to the extent that there might be some perspective that I can offer. Uh you know, I wanna I wanna do that some opinions um but to your point uh i think one of the most fun things i can remember tango giving me is uh chatting with a couple of buddies after a sleepover after you were in another city um and we went out tango dancing and then talking about the Malonga we went to the night before um so I think that the, the post malonga debrief is always uh, a ton of fun, and if that's kind of what we're trying to to bring, yeah, yeah I think I mean, yeah. think that's, uh, that's a fun thing for people to kind of participate in, just kind of uh, be in that experience where we're just understanding what uh, what are trying to make like, sense of it relationship is to other yeah. people through the lens of yeah. um, a malonga a tango a or
0: what have you, yeah. Yeah, well, so uh, we threw around some ideas of which topic to choose first, but I think the topic of this idea of the charity dance is a good one for us to start with. Um, so why don't we dive into into that idea and just see where mm-hmm. it takes us?
1: So I think the the thought was, a uh, couple friends have th- – th- this phrase came up, this idea that um, doing community service. Right. And, uh, and I was thinking about like what does that mean to to do community service? And I think it's there's a little bit of a, a, a difference maybe with um, men versus women.
0: Yeah, but let's first define before we go for our listeners what we're talking about here. And we're talking about this attitude that – there are some tandas that we dance that we really want to dance with someone. And then other tandas we dance because we want to somehow help them or serve as some sort of like connection to tango beyond technique. It's like we're not trying to get any sort of satisfaction from dancing um, with people for ourselves. We're trying to somehow give them an experience and putting their needs first Perhaps that's kind of how I define community service or the idea of charity when it comes to mm-hmm. tango. Um, does that align with your definition or do you want to add something to that? Um,
1: I mean, it aligns with how I think people may may think about. Right,
0: yeah, like service. our starting point. Yeah.
1: yeah, and I think I'm, I'm going a step, uh, trying, to, trying to go to a, a step further back. If I were to, to describe doing a, a perform, or asking somebody to dance, and that being community service, there's a little bit of this feeling like I'm giving up something
0: mm-hmm. in
1: this, in service of another. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's fine. I mean, that's, that's charity maybe, but I don't really like that idea. Like it doesn't sit well with me that I'm the one in it with some kind of power that I'm giving to another. Why do I, gosh, I I feel like there's this, like, this part of me that's like, um, like I'm gonna admit something i don't admit like there's this like vulnerability
0: (laughs) that's the that's the that's the whole setup yeah exactly it's vulnerable yeah Yeah.
1: people about to judge what i'm saying exactly Uh, yeah
0: but that's i think i think you're struggling in the way that everybody struggles with this because it is such a reality for us as tango dancers that you know the whole like 80 20 rule Mm -hmm. like 80% of people in tango are not going to be like the most amazing dancers technically that, you know, they're not going to make up these fabulous tandas when you go out. It's never going to be like, you're going to go there and every dance is going to be this amazing experience. At some point, there's going to be other reasons that you'll choose to dance. And a lot of it then comes into this, like, I don't want to dance with this person. Like if I had my choice, I wouldn't dance with them, but I'm choosing to dance with them. For X reason, and yeah. I think for everybody, it's a really gray area and kind of like a slippery slope before it gets into this, like I don't know, uncomfortable zone of admitting to certain preferences that people don't feel comfortable admitting to, but we all have, yeah. uh, and that makes us feel a little bit uncomfortable. So, it's I, I think it's very poignant that you had such a hard time just voicing it because that's. That's where it's at for everyone,
1: well, you know whenever I have a hard time articulating something, I just go back to uh, <laughs> a safe space for me, which is to define the objective
0: function
1: <laughs> so let's let's
0: let's define the objective function,
1: yes, okay, so what am I trying to get out of a tonda you know at any particular time, and I think that introduces the first you know point of possible contention, which is. That can actually change mm. from moment to moment, from night to night, um, but generally, I'm seeking some kind of um, utility, some 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 kind of enjoyment. Um, and so let's let's take two examples. Like let's say I have reasonable confidence that I can get a Tonda with two people, A and B. Person A might be in her sixties, um, not too experienced a dancer, uh, and person B might be the young hot ingenue. And how might I? What goes into my decision to do one versus the other? Um, now, I think the the first part that's important is that I'm saying beforehand that I have reasonable confidence that like both people might might dance with me. That's I don't know if that's a, a fair assumption, there might be a little bit more risk.
0: I think most women who are listening to this podcast might say that it is a reasonable assumption to have. So, yeah. yeah. So we can move on from yeah, that. Honey. Yeah.
1: But I think there's like plenty of guys that, that <laughs> like, you know, like these so guys as like, man, does she really not want to dance?
0: Again?
1: Like, as, as I had a buddy put it like, how much does she not want to dance with me
0: which i think is a great topic for another banter yeah, yeah. just like how you decide whether somebody really doesn't want to dance with you or they just don't want to dance with you right now right for like it's it's a good banter separately
1: yeah. it, so it, i'm going to put a that default, down
0: <laughs> a default position i think for most
1: non-psychopathic men to go <laughs> Man, she doesn't want to dance with me right now. She must hate me. <laughs> like, you know, you get you get the rejection. It's just like, nope, I guess she doesn't want to dance with me. Um, but the reality is, no. Sometimes it is just, yeah. I don't want to dance right now.
0: Yes. So let's go back to A and B. Yeah. They both want to dance with you. How do you make your choice?
1: So I'm trying to get some kind of, um, you know, utility out of it. And sometimes I think...
0: When you say utility, you mean... Like what? How do you use that? Because it's kind of interesting to hear that word used in this context. What do you mean by utility?
1: Right, and it's it's purposely vague because utility is supposed to mean this sort of like self interest. It's like Mm -hmm. you know, there's even you're just in it
0: for yourself in some way. Right, you want to get something out of it.
1: Benefit. Gotcha. Gotcha. um, So, oftentimes, what might be the most satisfying is to create a moment that is um a wonderful experience for someone else and might be the case that young hot ingenue you know i'm just another in a Mm. long line of guys that are just piled up like that scene in the airplane when they've all got their their weapons their implements of (laughs) of, of, uh, torture and they're ready to slap that um, note to self
0: Uh, leave movie (laughs) references out. Do you know what
1: I'm talking about, honey? Uh,
0: Get a hold of yourself, woman. I I can't say I do. I can't say I do, Uh, no. I know of the the movie, but okay.
1: That might not, you know, I might just be another Tonda to her, but for, you know, the person A, for the older lady in this particular case, you know, there's this feeling like, wow what if we have like this amazing tonda and she has uh the kind of tonda where this might this was been something said she leaves she she can leave now she's had a great tonda mm, and yes. she's she's yeah. done she's one had one of the her best film, compliments right? you can
0: like, receive well yeah. gosh i guess i just satisfied a lady like
1: <laughs> most guys would say yeah that's a pretty good feeling mm. so you know there's there can be you know that feeling now to the outside person or observer that that might be you know like community service or, or charity but ultimately I'm actually pretty mm, fulfilled in that experience and if I could satisfy many ladies in an evening I mean... that's <laughs> the
0: definition of happiness for you
1: oh I get seven times I'm sorry I must be tired <laughs>
0: <laughs> Another movie reference that hopefully uh, some people picked wow. up on. I'm getting so much better. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so so you're opening up the doorway to saying that it might look like charity, but there's something in it that everybody can get. And perhaps it comes with um, time and maturity experience in tango? Like, did you always feel that way? Or did you arrive at being able to see that? Because for me, I think I definitely was, was one of those dancers for a long time where I was like, just chasing the hot thing, right? Whatever that was, I wanted to dance with whatever the best dancer in the room was. And it wasn't until some time later that I don't know if I can pinpoint, but I I think I had enough of these experiences where I somehow ended up dancing with somebody that I did think was charity, somebody that I did not expect to enjoy. And I went into the dance floor being like, Oh, this is going to be painful. Like in that kind of negative attitude and then taking the embrace and then having this magical experience. Mm -hmm. So all of a sudden there was just this reality that struck me like, you never know. You actually never know. Somebody might look like they're terrible and you can just swear that you're not going to like it and it's not going to be enjoyable, but then somehow you give it a chance and it just like, there's this magic that opens up. And as I got more and more confident with like knowing that I can, find enough good tandas that like that I know that I'm going to like so my strategy a lot of times is like I go and I there's people that I know that I'm going to have a good time with Mm -hmm. and then to me it's like well let's open up some room for other possibilities Mm -hmm. dancing with people that I might not necessarily choose right off the bat but because they're coming to me in some way whether they've caposeoed me or they end up chatoseoing me or I end up or I end up even being cornered and sort of having this bad experience of the capaceo, but still in my mind saying, well, even now like there's still a chance that it might be like this amazing experience that you will only have if you actually allow for that possibility. Mm -hmm. So that for me took a long time to get to that place of maturity in my own attitude. Mm -hmm. So for you, as a guy was this something gradual or did you always have that sort of benevolent view of it in a way
1: yeah yeah no it definitely is something that i think uh comes on a little bit later with with lots more experience um for many years i think i was more like dave chappelle's interpretation of bill clinton you know the corner of the room going uh you uh, come over here! <laughs> Uh, you know, it's like, I just would place myself somewhere in the room and just hope that at some point looking around, somebody would kind of seem to be looking back towards me and then boom, you know, I, if I just wanted to dance. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm I'm just sort of looking for what, who might be receptive, which speaks to probably a, a later topic that we're going to talk about as well. Uh, being active uh, in the capseo as a follower, right? Because mm-hmm. I was largely casting a wide net um i might make it sound now like i have a lot of intention when i think of person a versus person b but the reality is the vast majority of the time i am located in some spot in the room and my potential next partner is a small group of people in close proximity to me Mm -hmm. Um, as you kind of widen that net you know you might throw capaceo from across the room but that's definitely not something I, I thought of you know, in the first couple of years that I was dancing. It was more just like where I happened to be mm-hmm. when the Tonda started really dictated who my potential dance partners were. And however active they were in their caprese or murata, I guess, uh, really would dictate when a match would, would actually be made. So to your question, yeah, it, it, it was something that really developed uh, much later, the idea of like what what might I be able to um, give to somebody else in the dance, versus...
0: and you desi- and you actually deriving pleasure from that right. versus taking versus right. like
1: versus yeah. getting a dance, yeah. Because for a long time you're just hoping to dance. Mm-hmm. You know, that's all. That's yeah, all you really hope for.
0: I wonder. <sighs> Like, okay, so we've established that there's a way that you can reframe it so that um, it doesn't feel like community service. Mm -hmm. We're saying that you can take on an attitude and derive pleasure from giving someone something. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But we're also saying that it comes with time, maturity. It's not necessarily something that... Naturally, dancers will have entering into tango. Mm-hmm. Maybe it it might be even be something in, inappropriate to ask of someone who's just starting that they automatically need to be like, oh, just don't think of it as charity. Mm-hmm. Just dance with anyone, and whoever is not a great tanda, just think of it as giving something to them. Like, yeah. so I want to go back to this more readily available conception of charity, which comes out of um, more of like community functional space where it's like people point out that in tango, it's important that everybody has a generous attitude towards beginner dancers. And we all need to sort of pitch in and take on the responsibility of sometimes dancing with people that we don't necessarily want to dance with Mm -hmm. for the good of all, Mm -hmm. you know, and my question is, I guess what I wanted to both ask the listeners what their opinion is, and maybe leave this as a open ended conversation yeah. is do you think this it's is a recipe a... for disaster yeah. yes, <laughs> <I do. laughs> like is it yeah. is it a good attitude to have is that something yeah. that we should be promoting or
1: yeah here's the the problem I see with that attitude is it, is it is it it asks it asks too much of someone it's mm, like yeah, and I think to the extent, It's like, if you can start from a place where you assume everybody is rationally self-interested, come back to that idea that I really had a lot of appeal. Like, just sort of think of things in in capitalistic terms versus Mm -hmm. socialistic terms. If you are saying, you know, just give to beginners out of the goodness of your heart, like, that's good and that's fine. And, And, you know, you could think of yourself as a good person via this charity, but it still kind of has this feeling of like taking something from yourself in order Mm. to give to others. And I just don't think it's, it's like a a mindset really that, that serves, serves well. Um, because then it's like, you just, you're almost set up to to fail. I mean, there's so many new people in, in tango. There's so many people in any given evening at a milonga. You're not, you know, i don't I can't be responsible for all of their dances, yeah you know, right how many towns am I even gonna get in mean maybe you could hope that uh, amongst many leaders, you know they all have that attitude, but I don't know. it's like it's sort of like you know um doing what your your mom is asking, eating all the vegetables, mm-hmm. versus um if the the attitude is to just imagine that every tonda that you you have an opportunity that, that you have like there's an opportunity to create some enjoyment for yourself mm. and enjoyment for another you know that's that, i think that that has a lot more appeal um
0: now let's say because there are cases like this where you dance with someone where it's very hard to create any enjoyment.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm curious if you can think of places like that or situations like that for yourself. Because I definitely, you know, I've danced with somebody where it's like, this is torture. There's mm-hmm. no way I would, like, there, there's no um, way that I can enjoy this person mm-hmm. in this moment. Would you? dance with them again.
1: Yeah. I mean, in this experience, are you dancing as a follower or as a leader?
0: Good question. Yeah, that's a, that's a good one. I guess it does depend, right? Because I, well, I don't know. I mean, what is the difference for you?
1: Yeah. I think because when I've danced in a way, that's been a little bit painful for me as a leader. um, I can kind of always come back to this, Point, which is protect yourself right mm-hmm. and so usually the, the the thing that's terrible is if something is physically happening to my back usually mm-hmm. it's, it's it's something that's like it's just pulling me off axis um or heat and it's causing pain but I can do a lot to manage that because I'm leading the dance so mm-hmm. I can kind of take it to just you know forward steps back steps side steps really simplify it um, cause usually that's some, somebody who is probably a beginner and so their mechanics are such that it's, it's causing me a lot of pain, but as a follower, the painful to be, to be a follower and dance with somebody who's causing you a lot of pain, it's kind of a little bit more forceful and you don't know how much pain they might be <laughs> trying to inflict on you, of course, right. not purposely, but, um, it's like, can you just maintain your axis and then deal with it? I don't know. I feel like it might be a taller order. So I could see a follower dancing like with a leader like that and not wanting to dance again. And yeah, there might be a bit of this feeling of like, "Eh, that was, that was painful. And maybe I don't dance with them again, but you know, I, I don't, I don't write anybody off. And I have actually recently had, um, couple of experiences where I did dance with someone again I was like man I'm pretty sure the last time I danced with her it was really painful and this time it was very nice mm. very pleasant um, and that's great because it just served as a reminder that people do change and so it is to one's benefit to revisit and dance um, with people again because people do change you know, yeah their dance
0: yeah I, I would agree with that I think as a leader, I'm much more forgiving because I'm I'm in control and I can adjust. And as a follower, I'm a lot more ready to just be like, nope, not again. And I think it's important to recognize too that even though we might work towards this attitude of self-interest with anyone, which is a very empowering thing to do ultimately because it guarantees that pretty much in any situation you can have fun. If you can like derive pleasure from lots of different experiences at the Malonga. But it doesn't negate the fact that there are still going to be people you really don't want to dance with, period. Mm -hmm. And I think maybe, at least for women, um, I think this comes up sometimes as this guilt that uh, they might end up being in the community and around people that they don't want to dance with. And they feel a lot of um, guilt around that, mm-hmm. uh, that they feel pressure to dance with them because maybe they're in the circle of friends or they used to dance with them, but they don't anymore. And then there's this tension. And I guess I'm curious what you, if you have thoughts on this, but for me, I always say like, just to recognize there will be those people that you don't want to dance with. There'll be lots of people that you will. And there might be more and more people that you maybe wouldn't have given them a chance, but now you do like Mm -hmm. the, it does expand the number of people you dance, but you'll never be hundred percent willing to dance with everyone to the same degree with Mm -hmm. the same amount of generosity. And that's okay too. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, what,
1: it's hard to imagine a world where that isn't going to be the case. Like if, if you just don't want to dance with someone and you have a, a bad experience, you know, with them, which me, which causes you to not want to dance with them in the future, like, well, for how long? And that's not really for them to answer. That's for you right, to answer. Right. And, and your answer can't be invalid. It can be forever if you want, you know? Yeah. I mean.
0: You- and it might not be technical. You know, what comes to mind, uh, I recently was pondering this idea that, there are people that I don't dance with because they're just, um, you know, some like, I just don't enjoy their, their dance. Like our dance doesn't match very well. Mm-hmm. So it's a very mechanical thing, but then there are people that I don't dance with because something that has nothing to do with dance. That's more like something social, interpersonal history, something. Um, and because we're in a community for years, there's going to be those turnovers where, um, uh, You know, there are, there will be appropriate situations where you don't, you don't pursue a dance and you like try to get to this benevolent state. It's more appropriate to be like, no, I'm just not going to dance with that person. And I'm okay with that Mm -hmm. because I'm here for my enjoyment. And I think maybe this is the, the, the North star is maybe from what you were saying to me stands out. Is this question of what is my enjoyment? And if you can't find that with a certain person, I would almost say that it's you would be doing them a service by not dancing with them.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Because otherwise, on some energetic level, I feel like they know, like they can feel it. Maybe not consciously, but I just, I get the sense like we're so intimate in that embrace. And if you think that that you're going to go in and just perform this duty just because you feel you have to, that that person is not going to feel it on some level. Like that's going to be there in their experience. That's kind of how I navigate that for myself, that I don't want to, if I don't want to dance with someone, I just don't dance with them.
1: Right there. It it would seem reasonable that your starting point of, I don't want to dance with this person has to be valid. Like that is your desire. In what world that we want to live in would you have to dance with somebody that you didn't want to dance with? Right?
0: I mean, that happens all the time with women. Among women. It I mean, that's part of the conversation. And that's an interesting question I have. Like, maybe it's just not part of the conception for guys, because of the way it's structured, like you are the initiators of Capaceo. You're you're the one sending out the signal. We're uh, on the receiving right. end. Yeah. So There are, there are cases, many, many cases where women end up having to dance with someone because of not being able to say no.
1: Right. Right. And right. Part of my head's kind of like exploding, like, wait, what? But I see how, all right, now I come up and I ask you to dance and you say no. And I go back and I go,
0: bitch. (laughs) You know, like,
1: that's what, that's what you're, maybe. Implicitly that's, the fear, saying, that's the fear fear, which yeah. again is is a little bit like okay but that's that's your self-imposed need to not be
0: viewed as a bitch yeah but you can't say that it's self-imposed because these are fairly socially ingrained patterns of thinking that women have inherited for, by, it. by history culture our yeah. current attitudes like i mean that's changing mm. but when a woman feels that she has to dance with someone because she doesn't want to offend them Mm. that's an attitude that's been drilled into us i understand
1: and i understand that 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 is a real that is real force to be reckoned with but ultimately the decision like nobody has, oh my gosh
0: i like, no, like, i i understand that's like like nobody's forcing you i get um, it like
1: a very yeah. sensitive uh
0: I, topic no like, i zeitgeist
1: on like
0: yeah what is
1: consent
0: right. Even, right right
1: um and so this this you know like if nobody's forcing you out on the dance floor you know it's 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 still totally valid for you to say like Gosh, there's. I don't want to be seen as uh, uptight or a bitch. Are we just gonna beep each time I, I say that word? It's up to you, honey. You're uh, the yeah, sound producer. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, is this a, is this show appropriate for children? Yeah, I don't know how to put the uh, you
1: know parents warning on the podcast. <laughs> so we're gonna beep, beep it out. Um, easier. Uh, yeah. So if nobody's forcing you, I, I still understand that there is this cultural norm where you don't want to be seen as
0: because your original statement was like living in a world where this happens and i'm telling you like we do live in a world where this happens we are living in a world where women do feel a lot of times that they have to do things they don't want to do and yes it's it's self-imposed to a certain degree because of They don't even realize that they're doing it, Mm -hmm. but it's a real experience. And I think maybe that's why I'm bringing it up because I can imagine women listening to us talk and going into this place of like, that's what I need to do. I just need to turn it around and enjoy everyone. That's how I'm going to, that's how I'm going to achieve dancing with so-and-so that I don't want to dance with. And Mm -hmm. they might take it to an extreme because that's what I would do. As a woman, I'd be like, "Oh, that's what I need to do that that person that I really don't like dancing with I can just you know psych myself up and just be like convince myself to enjoy it and just because that's the better thing to do and I'm just saying, we're saying like our stance here is that the whole idea of charity can be reconfigured or redefined that there that there's no charity there that it's very much we're serving our interests. We're interested in getting what we want out of the experience that we're putting that first mm-hmm. and that for some people and for a lot of women, if they cannot derive an enjoyment from someone dancing
1: mm-hmm.
0: and they, maybe they even realize that it's their own shortcoming. They're like, cause sometimes I'm like, I'm just such an impatient person tonight. I really don't want to dance with this person. Mm-hmm that that's okay to in that moment be like, you know what? Not tonight. I'm like, you know, typically I'm capable of deriving pleasure with dancing with someone like this, but tonight not. No. And that's an okay place to be. Like that's a very much on limit. Um, so that's all I was yeah. just kind of if, if, pointing if to
1: season two of the tango banter is going to have its own kind of subtitle. Maybe it's hell is other people,
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, because, uh, Coming back to I, that this idea of like, all right, if you say no to somebody because you just you absolutely don't want to dance with them and nobody can really force you to dance with them, though you might feel pressure to dance with them, then it's totally reasonable for you to just say no to anybody that you don't want to dance to for whatever reason.
0: Right,
1: And it is perfectly reasonable in my mind to imagine that that person you say no to will Cycle through all options, which might be, does she not want to dance with me because she thinks I'm socially grotesque Mm -hmm. uh, because I'm not a good dancer? Right. Or is it just not the time that she wants to dance with me? And to each individual, like, however that exists in their mind, that's for them to kind of work through. But uh, it's pretty infinite how somebody might view the no. And that is the terror that is living in a world of other people.
0: Well, yes. And again, not to like beat it to death, but this, again, this idea that for women, um, you know, that they will want to take care of the other person because what you just said is like, we know that men have, I'm sorry to say this. I don't know if you know. Oh, God. Is this going to, E, G, E, period, G, E, O. Men, men's egos are just, (laughs) just a little fragile. Just, just a tiny bit, just a tiny bit, you know? And, and I, I know a lot of women, this is their, the the complaint or the, or the struggle that they have is like, I want to say no, but then this person, the danger is that they're never going to speak to me again. They're not going to dance with me. They're, they're never going to look at me. And I've had that situation. Every single woman that I've talked to for, that's been long enough in tango has a situation like that, where it did come true that somebody, you know, never talks to them again or never dances with them. And then they're like, what did I do? You know? So I think the lesson here is to, for I guess for me as a woman, when I connect with that struggle for myself and what I had to accept was that tension that like, it is totally okay for me to assert what I want and for the other person to have their own experience and for us to have our own separate, sovereign, separate experiences about this. And I don't have to, take care of that person's needs, mm-hmm. you know, and this whole idea of like the caretaking of the emotions of the other person. Mm-hmm. I think women, most women are on autopilot mm-hmm. with that, constantly thinking about what the other person needs and what they're going to think ahead of time, mm-hmm. which is the trap. Yeah. So I wanted to wrap up our banter, which has been going really well. I have to say, I passed. <laughs> And,
1: um I imagine a whole bunch of dudes out there cheering right now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um next episode, let's pick up from that idea of a tango banter about reality. <laughs> on how do you actually tell if somebody if it's a no now or if it's a no forever. Yeah, well you thanks, for, thanks for being here we